Spider-Man listeners. I'm Eddie, and I'm here joined with James B. today. James B., how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. I, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to talk about this issue because Craven is a very interesting character, so very excited to talk about him. That's right. Craven's back in his leopard pants and ballet shoes, everyone. <laughs> Let's go right into it. We open up the first page, and Gobby's back. Uh, never mind. It's just a flashback that informs us Craven is nothing more than a cocky tin horn looking for a payday. Last time we saw Craven, he was hunting for a trophy. He was after Spidey for a mere $20,000. But Craven did figure out that Norman Osborne and the Goblin were connected in some way, so he ends up going after Norman. Uh, Peter and Harry and Aunt May and Miss Watson are happily in their new apartments. Harry, Peter... Harry, Gwen, MJ, Ned, and Betty all attend a big going-away shindig for Flash. Everybody is having a great time at the party. Gwen and Mary Jane dance a lot, but also get irritated at each other. During the party, Craven has been tearing around town trying to find Norman Osborn. Eventually, he decides to go after Harry, and at the apex of the party, bursts through the wall like a bull elephant to grab him. Peter changes uh, into Spider-Man. He swings in to save Harry. Craven and Spidey have a fight. Uh, Craven eventually zaps Spider-Man with this double-barreled ray, and it looks like it's all over Spidey, but Craven gets distracted by Norman Osborn showing up. Craven grabs him, determines with his jungle instinct by asking him, you know, where's where's the goblin? Where's the money? You, you met me before. And he realizes that uh, he doesn't know him at all and that Norman Osborn is not lying. Uh, and then he runs off, uh, Craven, but he's excited because he has defeated Spider-Man, and that was all he needed today. <laughs> he sees Norman almost fall to his death. Spidey swings over and saves him, and at the very end, we see Flash go off to be in the military. I guess that's we won't see Flash for a while, right, James B? What do you think? I, this is uncharted territory for me, as far as my knowledge. So I assume, he, I assume he's in the military. So yeah. Well, I want to talk about the start of the issue. Is that okay? Oh yeah, let's talk about the beginning. Yeah. So. I couldn't decide if I, I was like, wow, they're 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 doing one of those things where someone tells a joke and then they go back and go, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this part of the joke, because they start the story and say, hey, here here's a flashback to something that you never saw before, and I don't know if that was clear when we were reading the summary, but they went back and said, remember when Craven fought Spidey? That was actually at the you know behest is that the word behest of the uh, Green <laughs> Goblin. And I thought that was an interesting idea to make it fit in there. And I think I liked it because it wasn't super long and it did make sense. It did create the entire plot line of this issue. So I, I had mixed feelings because I liked it, but I also thought it would have been nice if they could have actually, back when it started, had the Goblin actually do this in his issue. As opposed yeah. to saying, oh, by the way, this happened. You just didn't show you. I, I was super annoyed at the first... Uh, scene of the goblin like wait no backstory we're just seeing the goblin but then i did really like uh this weird idea that the goblin was hovering around craven and spider-man uh as they're fighting in that last craven issue but then uh, finding out that that craven is hunting spider-man because the goblin is paying him what a what a strange twist it never seemed ever that craven was going after spider-man other than because he was the greatest beast he ever hunted, or whatever you, you know, Craven says. Do you think Craven now is like, uh, like a money guy? He's one. Of, we talked about the people we thought I, were money people. Is he a money guy to you now? I I hate this notion. I really don't like when. 
I, I like an altruistic craven who hunts just for the thrill of the hunt. So, but it definitely changes how craven, how we have to perceive craven because he was working for the goblin and he was hunting Spider-Man because the goblin was going to pay him big I'm gonna, bucks. I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to help you out here. All right. I'll tell you why he's, you don't want him to be a money guy. Agree. I agree. Don't he's not. A, he's guy. not a money guy. I'm going to tell you why he's not a money guy. He's not a money guy because he left at the end without any money, and he was like, "Yep, I defeated Spider-Man. Everybody, see you later." He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't worried about the money anymore. He was so proud that he had beaten Spider-Man. Still, he wasn't like, "Oh, I'm so angry. You didn't right. get any money." So I think you're okay. I I think I'm okay too. I think this was more contrived, just to kind of twist the plot around, which I did really enjoy that Craven and Gobby had some kind of interaction and it set up, you know, it set him up to, uh, to go after Norman and Harry Osborn putting Spider-Man in a predicament because he knows, but nobody else knows that the goblin was Norman Osborn. Um, James B, the women of Spider-Man, what did you think about them in this issue? Eddie, you know, I love to talk about <laughs> the Peter Parker side and particularly <laughs> his dates and his romance and wow this was this was the best issue if you wanted to have the women of spider-man i mean i i this is this was tops except for the little icicle dripping things that you enjoy so much this had everything else in it uh first thing we see you see mj dancing at the house and there's this whole exchange where (laughs) where she's dancing and uh aunt may is there because now aunt may of course lives with with uh Anna Watson, Watson. There. yeah. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she's just she's just dancing while they're like doing their putting their stuff away, <laughs> and she goes, "Don't forget to tell him we're making the scene tonight." And she's like, "Oh, it's so rare to find a young lady who's interested in handicrafts because they're making the scene." And then there's the they they do the whole pussy cat pussy willow joke again. They just, but that's not even that was I I saw that like this is good I like this and then. On the next page, there's a section where Gwen is telling everybody, like, hey, don't forget, we're all going to the party, you know, for Flash to go in the army. And one guy says, who's going to take his place with you, doll? And I'm thinking, oh, so Flash is connected to to Gwen? And instead of her saying, like, you know, Flash isn't my guy, I'm with with Harry or something, she just opens it all up. She's like, hey, I'm available, guys, you know, let's do it. And then Harry (laughs) comes in, like, saying, like, you know, hey – Hey, I'm with you, right? He kind of implies it a bunch of times, and she's saying, "Who you bring to the party, Harry?" And he's like, "If you're going to be there, I wouldn't." And it was like really, really flirtatious with her. And then the best part yeah. of all is there's a scene when they all show up at the party together, and they have this conversation. You see Mary Jane dancing, and Gwen's like, "Hey, she was supposed to be helping me hand out the burgers." And she has like a plate of burgers, and she yeah. stuffs it in Harry's hands, and then she starts <laughs> like dancing up, and they give her like a double panel showing her like montaging along dancing and then mary jane's like all angry and she's like aren't you supposed to be handing out the burgers uh, and she's like don't worry i saved a few for you and i'm like does that mean like you can hand them out now or she's burgers that you can eat or oh it's, it's you know <laughs> and and just for good measure uh ned and betty ned and betty, betty are there, there and Betty acts as a narrator in a way, uh, Eddie. She says at one point something. She starts thinking, like, I wonder which of these girls Peter finds more attractive. Like, she's sort of, like, letting us know, you know, who's he more interested in, which is what the reader's supposed to be thinking. So so I was I was all sad. I was like, this, I, this, I this was even, a James B. moment for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, I was, I was, 
I was all I was all enthralled by the by the by the gossip and the love triangles. It was it was great. Well, I I just have one. You know, we've talked about how Peter Parker doesn't have friends. How many friends does Peter Parker have now? Uh, what are we we're gonna count Gwen and MJ, right? And we're gonna count Harry for sure. And then uh, who else? Are we gonna count Betty and Ned in that category? I don't know. I mean. I- it's... I think they're his friends. I mean, they went to a party, and he invited uh, their – well. I'll tell you who his you... best friend is, the person who gave him a phone call, and that was uh, that was Aunt May. That's his best friend. <laughs> and now she – because now she can call him because now they live they, they live separately. Do you think that because they live separately um, – is this solving Peter Parker's money problems, Eddie? According to the last issue, Harry and, P- and Peter are living rent-free on Norman's bill – so he doesn't pay rent, and then Aunt May is sharing rent with Miss Watson, right? So she's got to be splitting her rent with her. Uh, I, I, f- I feel like it should solve a lot of problems for them. Financially speaking, they got to be, they got to be pretty well set up because what else? What else is there for? They've reduced their bills. They got rid of their old house. Whatever they were renting, or if they had owned that house, they could have sold it. I guess. Which would have been great. Yeah. I think it solves a lot of money problems for them. I think you're right. I think you're, it's. I agree. It's got to be half the rent. The rent's such a big part of your expenses for them. Right. And now he's sharing with Miss Watson. The only thing well, he pay, the only thing he uses money for is rent and Aunt May's medical expenses. Right. Right. <laughs> Her constant laying in bed in whatever <laughs> form. So I think. I, so I think Aunt May's his best friend. And the Flash has Flash has left. So they. Just for making him his friend, too, it seemed, right? I It felt like Flash, we had talked about how Flash and Peter could get along, but I think they were getting along just fine, like the last, even though they were still hurling insults at each other at the Silver Spoon. But but Flash is gone, and James B., I, when I read this, he's going to Vietnam, but he is a full-time scholarship recipient at uh, ESU, right? Empire Correct. State University. Yes. This should give him a deferment, right? He shouldn't have to go to war. Sort of. Right? In, my, in my limited knowledge, I also thought that, like, if you were married or in a college or something, there's different ways to get out of it. But well, mm-hmm. without going to Canada, I thought that might have been one of them. What uh, did you look into this? I'm guessing. I, 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 as far as I could tell, there is was a 2S deferment, which should have exempted him if you were at post-secondary education. Uh, I read a little bit of this great article called <laughs> LB, LBJ Wants to See Your GPA. <laughs> um uh, but this this makes me think, do you think Flash volunteered like for, you know, I know it says he got drafted, but he might have like got drafted and then said, yeah, I'll go even though I'm a full time student. I don't know. It, it could be Flash getting very patriotic here. Um, so I don't know. There's so many unexpected twists and turns in this one. Uh, besides just Flash going into uh, into the military, there, Gobby's paying Craven. Craven fi- uh, figures out Norman is attached to the Goblin and goes after Harry. And when he when Craven gets a hold of Norman, the jungle the jungle instinct <laughs> is pretty intense. Uh, that I think Craven has for figuring out if somebody's lying. This could be a whole other category of superpower for Craven too, right? Right. To, to know if somebody's lying. <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty great superpower, I would say, if Craven has this ability. I thought it was more. I mean, I thought it was just more like he could tell, you know, like he. 
Well, it happens twice in this this issue. He grabs somebody else, and I forgot which page it is on, but it's he grabs a, somebody else and says, I know you're not. You heightened know, you're senses. The truth. It's heightened senses. Jungle instinct. It, it's a heightened sense. Uh, yeah, this issue was full of full of a ton of stuff. This would have been good if we were if we were doing our uh, our our favorite panels and our data references. This thing was full of data references, Eddie. Did you notice? I, it was there was a ton of dated references. I loved every single one of them. From you know, from let's see, we had so Sophia Loren, and we had Captain Kangaroo. We had Ed Sullivan mentioned too, and the Copacabana. I mean. The Copacabana nightclub, right? Yes. <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> uh, so there's tons of things that were interesting in in this issue that were really fun. And I, I think this is, I would have considered this an offbeat issue, uh, James B., because of the party and like the extended dance scenes that were going on. Do you, do you rank this as an offbeat issue? Not at all. This was, this was, I disagree. The, the offbeat issues are when we like when they have a wacky villain. This was like, this was all good stuff. It was a regular villain. It was uh, the regular characters going through their life. I mean, we had Flash going into the the military. This was like this was a good issue all around. I want to talk what? about I want to talk about the whole Flash going to the military, if you don't mind, for a second. All right. Um, the end of the issue. There's like one panel where. You know what I'm talking about. It's the second to last panel. Uh-huh. And they kind of like make Flash bury the hatchet with Peter, sort of. You know, he gives him one of those like, you know something, Parker? Every so often I figure you're not as square as I thought. And Peter's saying things like, I wish you the best, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think because they're making Flash a soldier and a hero, you can't have Peter having a problem with him anymore. It's a, it's a bad look to be like Peter's arch enemy is a soldier out fighting in the Vietnam it, War. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really hard for him to not like Flash, for sure. And and the opposite. You can't have like the military being like, the kid, guy's in the military, and he's like, oh, the person I hate the most is Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, or whatever. You know, they, so it makes sense to have them being being okay when he leaves. James B., do we have a sponsor for today? We do. We have actually a new sponsor. Really? <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time we had the same sponsor twice. Well, we're never going to have the same sponsor twice if you dig on, <laughs> make fun of it. We have a sponsor I, that you might be able to take advantage of today, Eddie. Oh, okay. All right. I, I will try not to be cast my critical eye towards yeah, it. Yeah, these sponsors, I don't know. Anyway, Eddie, bats and squirrels often nest in difficult, hard-to-reach places. Attics and chimneys, for example. Wild animals dig holes in your front yard. Have you ever had an experience with any of those things? I, I'm Almost all of them. <laughs> well, experts recommend a business or homeowner should only contract with experienced, licensed, nuisance wildlife control operators. This is what they're going to tell you. You got to get one of these NWCOs for this. You don't need that anymore, Eddie. There's another option. All right. Because now... Olympic level athlete, hunter and hand-to-hand combatant, Craven is available to help you with pest control. By regularly ingesting the potion made from various unnamed jungle herbs, Craven grants himself superhuman physical abilities, making him a physical threat to squirrels, bats, lions, Eddie, you name it. Okay? This potion enhances his sight, hearing, 
and smell to superhuman levels, adding to his already Eddie his already impressive tracking skills. Eddie, bunnies in your garden, thing of the past. Okay, so whether your problem is chipmunks in the foundation, if your uh, your a neighbor has an annoying dog that's really bothering your your animals, uh, if your neighbor himself is annoying, or or Spider Man. Craven is available to take out the problem. You do not need to go back to the NWCO. You can use Craven rates from one twenty an hour, okay, for a quick job, or a big job, twenty thousand dollars for a big job. Okay. <laughs> if you value your life, Eddie, and you want to carve out a happy, nuisance-free future, contact Craven today. All right. Well, I, I, if he shows up in that outfit. You know, you know what I think about when I hear this ad. I I feel like Craven's running a company, and <laughs> he hands out like his employees. This is the this is the outfit for your extermination run, <laughs> and he gives them all leopard pants. I'd love to see some really angry teenagers well, show up at my door. Like here's the here's the mole trap you <laughs> requested, uh, Eddie. I don't know if you know you if you know this, but Craven can withstand great impact forces such as falling from several stories. Or being repeatedly struck by superhuman strong op- opponents that would normally injure or kill a normal human. So well, he, he can wear whatever he wants. So I, I, I can't wait to watch Craven digging around my yard to set a mole trap. <laughs> if that's what or, you need him for. Or walking through, the, walking through the attic, crawling through the attic to uh, get rid of some ants. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's what he does. I, I believe that's not his specialty. Nope, I he's he hunts wild animals, Eddie. Oh, oh. Okay, me. so he's not he's not. This is not the orchid man. This is Craven uh. the Hunter. <laughs> well, all right, all right, Craven. Next time I have a problem, I'll let Craven know, and you should too, listeners. <laughs> there you go. And when he oh when he captures your uh, the pets, it says he will, he will yell, "The prize is mine." So <laughs> runaway dog. He should be a dog catcher. Um, before we play, uh, if we have a game today, by the way, is there anything else you wanted to cover on that, uh, on the issue? Are we okay? Just that I love thinking about Craven running around my yard <laughs> to catch the various animals in it. Uh, it, the issue, uh, I do really like Craven. I know you, you told me it was not an offbeat issue, but the, the twists and turns that we had all throughout here, I, I just really like how Peter Parker knows who the green goblin was and Norman and Harry don't understand. And there's also like a moment too, where Mary Jane is like, Oh, I hope Peter captured this with his Kodak, which, which makes me think like Mary Jane's keeping tabs on Peter during the fight. And this might lead to like someone becoming a little more suspicious. Like where is Peter taking these pictures? You right. know, <laughs> while he while spider-man's fighting because I, I didn't see him you know mary jane would be like i didn't see you take these pictures That's true. he's gonna he's gonna have to be more careful like with if his company is going to be that keen on where he is that that's uh, my only last thing about this issue. yeah no that's that's a good concern uh you know you were talking about craven's ability to to hold norman osborne and shake him down to see if he knows he's telling the truth or not using yeah. his potions or whatever other abilities jungle he has. instinct yeah he um <laughs> He he does he does have this ability that they added for this particular issue, and I did not like it. The little laser ray thing that shot out of his thing. Couldn't stand it. It, it, it kept this from being a perfect issue to me. That that was the only like it was far too sci-fi and like how it, 
it it was a terrible a terrible ad. Yeah, I think I, it's Craven's Craven's costume is he wears like a vest, and the vest is sort of like the head of a lion, and like the hair mm-hmm. is the cape, and he has. And I think he was shooting it out of the eyes of the lion. It, it was right? also right also in his chest. I mean, this looks like it's coming straight out of his nipples. Right? It does. It's exactly <laughs> that's where the eyes are on his thing. Exactly. And it, it's it a, was a terrible look. His new ray drains his strength and reduces his speed. And I'm like, that's not how Craven works. I mean, if he wants if he wants to stab him with a with a potion or or a needle or something, I'm fine. But none, none of this. No, that was that was a miss. That was a yeah. Miss. It's so. if Doc Ock had like suited him up with it or something, then I'd be fine with it. But Craven coming up with this on him on his own, uh, it's just not his style for sure. Well, otherwise I like. I loved everything else about the issue for sure. Excellent, excellent. Hey, I got a game. Let's get to it. All right, so a Eddie, game. I have some trivia questions for you. All my questions will be today between issues thirty and forty-three. Ooh. All right, all right. This is going way back to Master Planner. Yep. Eddie, in okay. issue thirty-one. Okay. How did the police catch the cat burglar? How did the police? Catch the cat bird. Oh, oh! This is where he like repels into a shaft, and the police are like looking through the fog, and they see his little hook, and they like consider just like cutting it, and letting him fall. But he crawls out of the shaft, and they catch. You him, are right? correct. <laughs> After the smoke clears, they see his rope in the chimney, where he is hiding. And yes, one of the officers says, "Hey, we should cut this." So good job, Eddie. You've now you're winning one to nothing. All right. When Harry is giving Peter his swell-headed snob speech in issue 34. He's calling Peter a swell-headed snob. He compares Peter to what real-life unpopular person? Oh. This is a dated reference. Am I allowed to ask that? Is this a dated This reference? is a dated reference. Okay, okay. Oh, man, I really should get this right. Uh, man, I, I don't like Richard Nixon or something. Was he around? He says you're about <laughs> as popular. You're about as popular as Mao says. Oh, oh, dang! I could have got that one if I had thought about it. All right, that is one oh, to one. A good one. That was a tough one too. Okay, okay. In in issue thirty five, when Betty leaves. The new secretary has something for Peter from Betty. What is it? Ooh. Hmm. This is this is not it's not at her address. I don't. I want I want to say it's her new address to like write to her or something. But now you know what I'm going with that. Her address to write to him. He has. She has for Peter. A picture of Peter that he gave to Betty, which says, To Betty Forever Peter. And she gives it back to him. Oh, that is harsh for Peter. <laughs> All right, so that's okay. Uh, you're, you're, still in, you're still in good shape. That's two wrong in a row. In our last podcast, you asked me how many times Spider-Man was wearing a hat. <laughs> One of my favorite panels of all time. Sure. Can you explain to me the moments before and after Spider-Man was wearing the hat. Like, why is he wearing a hat? 
Uh, oh man, we went over how confusing this situation was. He was where? All right. So Foswell was was uh, snooping. I think it was Foswell. Maybe it wasn't Foswell. It was uh, it was on, it was Foswell? Okay, he was snooping on Doctor uh, Storm or Strum. Strum. Yep. Getting out of prison, and they Strum took off in a car, and then Spider Man caught somebody who was trying to shoot Foswell. It was like three different people and said like, what are you doing? Or something like this. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he took the guy who was trying to shoot Foswell. Right. And then he Foswell actually, on Strum. he actually uh, webbed him to the car. He took that guy's hat and when the police were coming after the car. He left him and the guy's like, what am I supposed to do? And he right. Says, right. Afterwards they drove off and he had the hat on. He said car. like, basically <laughs> fess up to what you did or something like that. And then that's like, good job. So it's two to two. Whew, I'll All take right. That one. I have three questions left. So you need two of oh, them. My. In issue 36, Sally Green, Eddie, Sally Green has seven speaking panels in a row. Why does Sally Green get seven speaking panels in a row in Amazing Spider-Man 36? Oh, my goodness. 36. Hmm. This is is before the Rhino. This is after the Master Planner. Do I I get to know who was in the issue, what the villain was for the issue? It's the looter. (laughs) It's the looter. When falls the the looter? When falls the (laughs) Sally Green... Uh, is she in like the museum where the looter is going to get the meteor talking in oh, I oh, I don't think I have this one James B. She invites Ruining Peter to a game. party and then oh, he declines cuz right. he thought he was then he realizes oh, oh wait she only wants me there cuz I'm smart and he doesn't want to be an egghead. Oh. And she gets seven panels as she explains at the beginning that she's going to go invite him to Gwen and then she goes back later and then says to Gwen he's not coming anymore, and there's a whole sequence. Seven panels, Eddie. Ah, uh, well, you know, if it's the looter or a guy named Joe, I feel like I'm allowed to be exempt. <laughs> All right, well, I have two questions left. You're going to need them both. <sighs> so, All right. In issue 38, okay? Okay. According to Gwen Stacy, what club do Flash Thompson and Harry Osborne belong to? Oh, my goodness. What club? It's not the Spider-Man fan club, as much as I miss the Spider-Man I'm going to give you just a little bit of a nudge. You're on the right kind of track, though, with that. Um, it's, it's, um, it's some kind of, like, uh, Spider-Man support group or something. Uh, for, those who have, for those who have been saved by Spider-Man. I'm sorry. The correct answer is... <laughs> They are the two charter members of the Let's Hate Peter Parker Club. Ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> Peter Parker. Oh, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna save the other Awful. question for we'll save the other question for a future game since it was Ooh, new. okay. And uh that's uh that brings us basically to the end of our podcast. Um I wanna thank everybody for joining us today. And if you want to reach out and tell us how you feel about this issue or about the game, or if you need some information on our sponsor, we can be reached at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. And remember, listeners, take care of the chicks for old Flasheroo while he's gone. Here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Although I didn't get to, I forgot to reference my cocky tin horn. <laughs> I didn't see anywhere in the that said you're gonna reference a cocky tin. Horn. Well, I called Craven a cocky tin horn. <laughs> oh, I did. Summary. <laughs> so, I looked up. Uh, I was looking up some Craven stuff. Yeah. For no particular reason, and uh, the first thing is I saw that Craven is Russian. Ooh. Um. Yeah, and then there was some uh, some references to he's Russian. Uh, he's Russian, and weird. Yep. And then the other thing that comes up that this didn't spend any time on, but they explain that he has a he has a half brother. Craven. Craven has a half brother. Yes, that we know. We we've met oh. him. Ooh. Uh, would you like to? Uh, this is not like trivia. We have met him. He's in one of these issues that we've read so far. Actually, I'll give you the biggest nudge I can give you. Who's the most associated character for you and I with Craven? who's like not the goblin? It's the chameleon, then. Is the chameleon. This chameleon is his half-brother, uh-huh. which is why he, the chameleon calls him, which is one of those things where... Like, this, make, this makes a lot of sense why the chameleon went to that Russian sub, too. Remember? Remember he steals the plants? That means the chameleon is not money motivated. Wow, that's interesting. Remember they worked together I, in the yes, Central yes. Park with the whole He thing. goes back to the chameleon's lair like an idiot. Like <laughs> Yes, I know that Why are they always going back to their stupid lairs after they get out of